Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshi. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week, as promised, we have a special episode where we're going to tell you all of the basics that you need to know about the University of Michigan women's basketball team. If you want to start following this program a little bit more closely, as football is now a couple weeks in the rearview mirror, this week we're going to give you everything you need to know about the women's team. Next week, we're going to do the same thing for the men's team. Um, But before we do that, do we have some drama for you? Should we start with the drama about football or start with the drama about ourselves? Um, let's do the drama to get to how we got to here. Which is football or ourselves? Like literally ourselves. Okay, ourselves. Okay, <laughs> you guys, we have been through trials and tribulations today. So many trials we have and tribulations. Overcome adversity. <laughs> um, let's start at the beginning. Way back when we started this podcast, you, I bet you didn't know we were taking it back that far. Okay. I, I didn't know we were doing that. We used to record in the basement of my building in Ann Arbor mm-hmm. because there was nowhere else for us to record because we shared bedrooms, so like we couldn't mm-hmm. like kick roommates out to record. Um, it was just, there was nowhere else to record, so there was this little communal area in the basement of my building, and it was like the emptiest, echoiest room in the entire planet, and... We would record, and if you listen to our earliest episodes, which I highly suggest you don't, we're just echoing <laughs> up the wazoo. Is that what the phrase is? Up the wazoo? I think that's a, that's a great phrase. Okay. We were echoing up the wazoo. And so we used to like set an intention at the beginning of every episode that we wouldn't echo. Like we would like write it on every outline. We would like talk about it. We're like, don't echo. Because I guess we thought it was like a mindset thing. But in retrospect, it was very much an infrastructural issue. Like, it, we weren't, like, it's not like we were, like, one of us was talking and then the other one would, like, echo it back. It was, like, the, like, physics of our voices, like, bouncing off the bouncy little walls in that basement. Anyway, we've come a long way. Have we had great sound, sound quality consistently since then? No. But today is hopefully the day we will begin. Hi, this is Hannah from the future. If you're listening, you can probably tell that my audio was not in fact better. In fact, it was much worse. And if you're upset about it, just know that I'm even more upset than you are. Because we have some devices and contraptions going on and boy, oh boy, are they difficult to figure out how to use. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> I don't know how these professional podcasters do it. But, you know, coming into 2023, we are like, let's take this podcast to the next level, which meant like putting in some investment. I got a fancy microphone. You got a fancy gamer headset. I just got headphones that I wanted to use. And here we are trying to figure out how to get all the bells and whistles to work at the same time so we can hear each other, but then also have the audio recording. It is the and hardest me, thing oh we've my, ever done. It was a process <laughs> to get to here. <laughs> like, we're trying to, like, we're listening to each other on Discord. And first of all, installing Discord is its own thing. And then no, my, my Discord is ancient. <laughs> my discord app crashed and then there was like a spinning little robot staring at me and then google said we had to invite craig if we wanted to record and then i kept trying to get the spinning robot to go away and then i went on my phone to try to take a video of it to send to harley to be like this is the spinning robot i'm dealing with do you have any advice for me and then my phone was like not giving me videos as an option it was like you can take a photo or a panorama and i was like i guess i'll take a panorama of the spinning robot and this was like an hour and a half ago like we've like we have been dealing with tech 
technological issues ever since. So if you think that we're just, you know, sitting up here talking about these athletes and their grit and their hard work and their effort and that we don't have any, uh, like, you know, story that we've overcome, trust me, we have overcome adversity today in itself. Today was, those athletes haven't seen anything like this. And, you know, we're really just hoping that at the end of this session that we have an audio that sounds fabulous to you and if not we're probably going to cry (laughs) and honestly if it's like if it's bad but it's like somewhat like like you can deal with it please just deal with it because (laughs) we're really just trying our best we're trying so hard and like at least we're putting in more effort than we used to when we used to just manifest like overcoming the laws of physics and not echoing anymore (laughs) We just want to put in as much love as we can into this podcast to deliver a product that we're proud of and that you guys, like, enjoy listening to. And we're trying really hard, so bear with us as we try and take views from Stadium Boulevard to the next level. And speaking of taking things to the next level... So true. Great segue right here. Thank you. Um, Just one more update in the Ward and Jimmy showdown that we've... Okay, sorry. One more thing that I have to say about this, like, Mm -hmm. the trials and tribulations that we've overcome. We're both Mm -hmm. wearing noise-canceling headphones, and it's, like, Mm -hmm. stressing me out that I can't hear myself speak. Like, I'm, like, (laughs) screaming right now because I want to hear my voice (laughs) as I talk. I don't know what I sound like. Sorry, I've okay. I've been wearing mine all day, and so whenever the ones you was trying to get my attention for something, I would take like one earphone off, and it was like hearing colors. It was crazy. I <laughs> it's gonna be really weird once we talk for like an hour on this podcast to like go and listen to somebody else talk to you. It's gonna be so weird. Yeah, it's gonna be like coming out of a concert and like your ears are ringing. Literally. Okay, sorry, back to what I was saying. Um, Whatever that good segue was that I did, imagine that I'm saying it again. Another update in the Jimmy and Ward showdown that we've been um, chronicling the past few weeks. Basically, John U. Bacon tweeted what we all could have guessed, which is that Jim and Ward are not on speaking terms and that they speak through a middleman uh, in terms of like formal business negotiations. And it's funny cause we've joked about that like the past several episodes. And then when mm-hmm. he tweeted that that's like legitimately the case, I was like, oh yeah, like I forgot we were joking. Like I assumed that's what was going on. I think we discussed how it seemed like a lot of people didn't know that this was the status of their relationship. And we were like, oh, we've been new. I mean, we did think it was kind of funny, and so it wasn't, like, 100% serious, and so upon finding out that it was indeed serious, it was one of those things where we already had known it and discussed it, but maybe not everybody else around us had. Yeah, I think so it's... So you, you heard it for your first. We're always <laughs> on top of the drama and the hot gossip going on. It's funny because we are fairly connected to the Michigan Athletic like athletics department but not Mm -hmm. in the way that most michigan journalists are like because we're not journalists we're just regular gals recording a podcast but like the journalists have their insider scoops because they have like their people and their guys and they're Mm -hmm. connected to so i always assume they know more than us but sometimes i forget that just because we like know regular people inside of various programs that we sometimes know more and sometimes i assume the reason that none of the bigger 
like Michigan sports podcasts and Twitter accounts and websites are saying something that I think is common knowledge is I was like, I assume it's like, oh, you're not allowed to talk about that. Like it's frowned upon to say that. But sometimes I'm like, oh, it's actually just because people don't know. So maybe we just need to blabber a bit more. I think that's what we're really good at. That's just so delivering true. the like high level of gossip and that you kind of overhear whenever you're in a public place and then just kind of listening into it. That's what this podcast is. You're just tuning into our like ramblings that started in the ugly and then just filtered out into the listener sphere. Literally, because one time I was talking to my mom and I was telling her about all of the details of the Jeff Jackson saga. Those who remember, remember, like all of the like (laughs) juicy details. And my mom was like, why don't you say this stuff on the podcast? And I'm like, well, I assume like the rumors are like prevalent enough. Everyone has heard them. And if the bigger podcasts aren't saying it, it's probably because you're like not allowed to say it. My mom is like, no, just say it. Like people actually don't know that stuff. I'm like, oh. Interesting. Good to know. So we're a Michigan sports gossip podcast and you can't sue us because we're not real journalists and we don't claim that anything we say is true. So true. I claim that that's the truth. <laughs> okay. So on to the <laughs> Michigan women's basketball okay. team. Harley, can you give us like a rundown? Like who who are Michigan Wolverines? who's who of the who's who of the loaded Big Ten that we have here on the women's basketball side. So if you live under a rock, which I assume a lot of people do because they don't watch women's basketball, we have six teams that are ranked currently in the AP Top 25 on the women's side. And I guess the biggest talk of the town yesterday was the uh, Iowa, who's currently ranked 10, upsetting OSU, who's currently ranked 2. OSU was undefeated up until yesterday, and if, again, you're living under a rock so deep underground and don't know who Caitlin Clark is, she had a triple-double against Ohio State yesterday, and, you know, Michigan played shortly after. They are currently ranked 13. We played number 6, Indiana, though they ultimately fell 92-83. It was a really good game, and it just showed, like, how, like, far ranging the talent is and how deep the Big Ten is. Uh, Maryland is also ranked, I believe they're number 10 right now. Illinois is 22. Our next game, the women are heading to Maryland to take on the Terrapins on the road. And that'll be on Thursday night. The Terps are currently 16-4. and They're 7-2 and in the Big Ten. And then the women will travel to Minnesota on Sunday. This will probably be a game that mimics much like the Rutgers game that happened last Saturday. The Golden Gophers are 9-11, 2-7, Big Ten, so this will probably be an easy walk in the park for the women at the barn. But, you know, we st- another big game coming up, and all of them are pretty big in the Big Ten. You know, you got 6 out of 10, that 6 out of 14. I said 10, LOL. <laughs> um, 6 out of 14, and... You know, even though we are currently six and three in the Big Ten, like it's a it is a race to be the t- one of the top tens. Like it is so like top heavy that I I don't know. Like you're like, oh, this women's team is super good, but then so are everybody above them, and so you know, absolutely stacked, absolutely loaded, and it's really fun to watch. So get out there, rain, snow, sleet, hail, sun, go to Chrysler. 
we do have an episode one of our actually i think our first episode was like tips on walking to chrysler when the sidewalks are icy and i think about that every time i'm walking on ice because i'm like oh i did research about on this once for a podcast even though it doesn't snow here in sacramento i slipped and fell when it was raining for like two weeks straight i just like fell on the ground and it reminded me of the time when i was walking to my athletic training class at the big house and i slipped on some ice and tore a hole in my pants and i almost just skipped going to class because <laughs> i was just so upset <laughs> and then of course you know there's that little ramp i probably described the story before on this podcast but i'll do it again there's a little like incline to get to the door to get to the training room at the big house which is where my like at lab was and it was completely iced over no salt or sand in sight yet and so you know this is a class of maybe like 12 kids max and we're all trying to get up this tiny like not even a foot long incline and we're just sliding backwards so <laughs> until someone like launches themselves at the door to open it so we could all like try and climb in on the ice <laughs> and so uh, the trainer who was there was like why are you guys late we're like we couldn't get in <laughs> the ice is so bad how did the trainer not know that the ice was bad <laughs> don't know maybe he had like a different entrance but like we were struggling so bad because i'm so funny i had a class once in undergrad at michigan Mm -hmm. obviously where like it was really really bad weather and maybe it was that exact same day and we shouldn't have had class and our professor emailed us and she was like i commute and so it's too dangerous on the road so i'm not coming in today but all of you still need to come to class and I'm going to send my, um, what was it called? GSI. GSI. In yeah. to take attendance. That's so lame. Isn't that evil? <laughs> Literally <laughs> evil. <laughs> that sounds like Michigan to me though. Yeah, no, that's the Michigan difference. Okay, so the way we're going to format this episode, Harley just kind of gave the overall of where Michigan stands in terms of um, college basketball, obviously, they are pretty good right now. They're ranked 13 in the country. Um, we have a lot to look forward to with this team. The men's program is another story, but we'll get into that next week. So the way we're going to structure this episode, um, we took this outline from one of our past episodes in like 2019. Not that that matters. Um, so we're going to start by giving context about just the state of the program, um, what it's looked like over the past few years. And then we're going to give you step-by-steps on how to become a fan of the program if you haven't been following closely or you haven't been a fan in the past. And we have four steps for you on how to become a fan. So we'll start with a little bit of context. Um mm-hmm. Obviously, Michigan, in general, Michigan Athletics is a huge brand name program, but women's basketball, unlike a lot of the sports at Michigan, is not a historic program. Um, there just there isn't much history when it comes to Michigan women's basketball. It's not a program that like star recruits out of high school are typically looking to go to. Um, in the words of Kim Barnes Rico, the head coach, she said that the players are trying to like, create history at Michigan. And okay. I'm gonna try to do her accent. I'm I'm working oh on I'm working on the Jersey accent because like I feel like oh. I've I've gotten the Boston accent down a little bit. They're they're hanging banners that 
I've never. Oh no! Never I'm stop you right there. <laughs> okay, she said they're hanging banners, and I've never been hung before. I really need to learn the nuances of a Boston versus Jersey accent. Um, but like, it, when like the Michigan football program and men's basketball program, which is what we've mostly covered on this podcast, a huge part of those narratives is both of those programs trying to live up to the standards that have been set in the past, like fifty to one hundred years, when this program mm-hmm. has been iconic. Whereas women's basketball right now is creating history, like they're doing a lot of things for the first time in program history, which is just a cool shift in like. Harley and I both at least I don't know about your various like NFL fandoms Harley but like in terms of our college sports fandoms we haven't really rooted for a team like that in the past that's doing things for the first time it's always been trying to live up to the expectations of the past I think you're definitely right in that it's a different kind of narrative to follow and I think that just also goes to show like what KBA has done for the program and why you know she continues to be the head coach for the women's team because she has brought in success from the ground up and mm-hmm. now we're thriving and we get to like be a part of that narrative and especially if you've been following from pretty much like the very beginning it's probably been like one of the best like one of those like classic college um athlete athletic stories you can get you know like the program is or kba is Honestly, both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, because we have our our step one when we get to that. Yeah, will be about her. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go a little into like last year's team versus this year's team and what the expectations were going into this season? Um, I was just gonna continue where you left off. Um, my computer is frozen, but <laughs> oh no, <laughs> another trial and tribulation. Another, another trial and tribulation, but you know. Um, going along the hanging banners, uh, making history, and uh, one of the things that they were able to accomplish last year was making their first ever Elite Eight. Uh, I do, do believe a banner ceremony was at the beginning of the season this year. That is now in the Raptors of Chrysler. And, you know, they made history, I believe, last year getting to the Sweet 16, so they bettered it. You know, two years ago, bettered it, got to the Elite Eight, so we'll see where they've got up their sleeves for this year um you know a lot of our team and the narrative the last like couple years has been around Nas Hillman um who was probably arguably as we have here one of the best uh Michigan basketball players in history that goes on both the men's and women's side um and she got drafted to the Atlanta Dream, which she currently plays, and you can still see her, like, rep Michigan stuff from time to time, which is really fun to see um, that, you know, it being, like, a part of the Michigan program and the Michigan experience, it really goes deep, and it, she just loves to have that support um, all over, because, you know, Michigan fans will show up, show out, and she'll, like, take pictures with you. She's awesome. Um and I think a lot of people thought because our team was very, like, centered around her the last couple of years that we may, might have, like, a little bit of drop-off in their performance. But this team has been as fiery as I think I have watched them. And while I hate to admit that it wasn't a serious women's basketball team, like, viewer, um, I've definitely 
taken it upon myself to enjoy women's basketball a lot more this year and I've been super impressed with their game and you know I did watch games with Nas Hillman and I don't think there's been like any lag um and yeah we'll get into all the players that have made this team so great um and continuing that level of success that we've met so far um because you know currently ranked 13 in the country and I'm excited to see what they've got left all right so I think one of the reasons um that you need to get up to speed fall in love with this team and watch them for the duration of this season is to get to know the person that makes these teams so great and who makes Michigan a place where you want to come and play basketball and that is our very own Kim Barnes-Rico, our head coach for the women's basketball team here at Michigan. In preparing for this episode, I've watched a lot of interviews with her, and I have to say, I'm in love with her. She's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just, she's so likable, so smart. Something I really like about her is that her philosophy is adapt to the strength of the players. Um, you hear that from her time and time again, so she's which it sounds like common sense, right? But like, there are so many coaches who are so stubborn and they're like, this is my MO, this is my way of doing things. Um, and I'll kind of fit my players into that system. And she's like, no, I take, like I assess what the strengths of my players are, what my players' assets are. And then my coaching philosophy goes around that to capitalize on their strengths, um, which sounds so common sense, but it's not. And that has made her program really consistent. And I think that's why you're able to see them kind of not miss a beat after losing a player like Nas Hillman, who was, like Hartley said, arguably the greatest player that Michigan basketball has ever seen. Um, you expect a huge drop off after that. And that's why I think they were they were unranked in the preseason polls, even though they were seven in the country at the end of the season last year. People really expected this to be a rebuilding year after losing Nas Hillman, but because of KBA's coaching philosophy, there really hasn't been much of a drop-off because she's not looking to like, okay, who's the next Nas Hillman? How are we going to replace her? She's looking at what Mm -hmm. is your current team and what can we do with the, the tons of talent that is on the team right now? It's not about replacing that one player. It's about working with what you have. And we have a lot to choose from, which we're going to bring you into step two, which is choose your favorite player. And if you know me, my default is the point guards. But, you know, there's a lot of people that I am a huge fan of on this women's team. So maybe I will go a different way or stay the same, you know, because I am basic and... (laughs) Have you picked your favorite player yet, or are we going to decide after this episode? It's so hard. Yeah, it is hard. Because every time I think I, like, choose one, I, like, but I also like this one a lot. I was going to ask if you have anyone you hate, but that's kind of toxic. Oh, that's, like, yeah, kind of mean. (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like in the past you've always had one player that you hate. I don't know if we say it on the podcast, but, like, off air... (laughs) There is someone you hate usually, and I'm just wondering. It makes me super edgy. Um, none that I have been able to determine. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, do we just want to go through who we've got, and then we pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I or... mean, in terms of, like, describing mm-hmm. who the players are. 
Yeah, you can go first. Okay, so we didn't. We're now going to describe every single player on the roster because obviously there are some who they can be your favorite player if you want, but like you're not going <laughs> to see them on the court. Um, mm. So. Starting Maybe. with, we're going to describe our starting five, which is Leah Brown, Emily Kaiser, Layla Felia, Maddie Nolan, and Cameron Williams. Um, I'll start by describing Emily Kaiser because she's kind of the heart of the team this year. Um, she's the one that you'll hear talked mm -hmm. about the most when it comes to Michigan basketball. She's a fifth-year senior, and people are extremely happy that she returned, especially with losing Nas Hillman. Having leadership from someone like Emily Kaiser is really, really important. Mm -hmm. She's someone who like really did her time and worked her way up to this position where she is right now. Um, she didn't get a lot of playing time her first three years, um, but... KBA was saying in an interview, like she was that freshman who would stay after practice every single day, work really hard. She always had a high basketball IQ. She was like willing to put in the extra work. She had the intangibles, kind of all those like classic things you hear people say about like players who maybe aren't as flashy on the court. And last year she was kind of in more of a supporting role with Nas Hillman being like obviously the shining star. So people weren't necessarily mm -hmm. aware of her potential as a scorer or like as a playmaker. Um, and last year was also her first year starting. She averaged fewer than 10 points per game. And now that she's able to kind of like open things up and be that playmaker she's averaging 17.5 points per game and she's doing a lot of things that a lot of people weren't aware that she could do the past four years at Michigan she's doing most of her scoring from the rim she's just looking like a player that like this isn't people didn't realize that she had this in her which I think is always a cool narrative when a player really works their way up and then their fifth year is their time to shine so true and looking, I also believe the next player up, yeah, as we say, another fifth year that we were super glad was able to return um, was Leah Brown. Um, and she's also been really big for Michigan this year. Multiple, like, 20-point game efforts. Uh, currently averages 16.9 points a game. Leads the team in assists with 5.8. So she's really big at, like, getting the ball in people's hands and you know the right people's hands that, so they can like score and help uh, Michigan in that way uh, really like her jump shot it's so pretty every time I watched her take an attempt yesterday um, against Indiana she was huge in the second half for Michigan um, and I think a lot of that comes because of the passion that she plays with and you know she plays like with a certain like as John Beeline would say, like, swagger, you know? And, uh, or I guess the more direct quote is with an overdose of swag, but, you know, she's definitely one of those people um, that, like, talks the talk and, like, walks the walk. Um, she's not afraid to get in your face. Um, she's not afraid to talk mad, you know? And uh, <laughs> she's really fun to watch. And people compared her to a um, Mo Wagner type and we already know like what he did at Michigan to like kind of get in your face and talk a big game but then also like score a lot uh he still does that in the NBA but we have our very own Leah Brown to be her own Mo Wagner 
<laughs> yeah, I so always... Maybe, maybe, but definitely a lot cooler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always <laughs> love the players that it's like, you know that the opposing team hates them. And yeah, that's, that's the vibes right. with Leah Brown. You know every <laughs> opposing team just cannot stand her. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Okay, next up we have Layla Felia. She's a sophomore. Um, she, I guess, like, the, the narrative about her this year is last year she was not a three-point shooter at all. And then mm-hmm. this summer she worked at it, which I always hate the narrative where it's like, you see that improvement? It's because they worked at it. It's like, yeah, that's like how it works. Sure. <laughs> like, or she made the leap. Yeah. And, and between her freshman and sophomore. Exactly. In the summer. Yeah. Um, but last year she was 27.8 from the three and now she's 41.8. So that she she did make that leap, but I'll give her that. Um, last year she made 15 threes the entire year and this year she's already mm-hmm. made 28 and it's only January. So that that's the narrative. She's a three-point shooter this year, and she's also really fun to watch. I think it's also, like, a fun little tidbit here is, you know, in tw- the 29 games that she was in last year, she was averaging about almost 23 minutes a game, but was making about 8.8 points a game. And here we are now. She's had t- up to 20 games, obviously added an extra about 10 minutes here, 33 minutes a game, but she's gone up to averaging 16.9 points a game, which is huge. You know, it literally doubled her, like, output. Um, and I think a lot of that probably came to that work ethic that she had over the summer to really hone in on her shot and to really come up big for Michigan. She definitely hit some really big threes for us last night, and she's another one that I really, like, enjoy, like, watching her game, like, She's really good. (laughs) So, in a race for there. But, you know, if we're going to go for another, like, fancy, like, come on to the floor, hit the three from anywhere on the arc, it is our very own Maddie Nolan. They call her Maddie Nylon because of her three-point shooting. Um, She's a senior guard, I believe. Yeah, guard. And, um... She made history two games ago um, where she shot her way into the top 10 at Michigan all-time three-point shots made. I believe it's 137. You'll have to check me on that. Um, and an- another one of those narratives, like, you know, when you were when your specialty is a three-pointer um, and, you know, kind of like works with your confidence when you have a lot of misses you can really like let that get to you um but you can see in like just the way that she like carries herself now like very confident when you you see her pull up um and a lot more like willing consistently like when she gets the look she'll take the shot you know kind of deal like she's really confident um in her ability to score from range and really tenacious, um, likes to come up with, like, the big plays and will, like, be that kind of, like, energetic leader as well, and definitely one of those people that can, like, shoot Michigan out of a short scoring drought, um, yeah. <laughs> what worked is there to say? Okay, so the, our final player out of the starting five is Cameron Williams. She is a junior. She is another player who has 
as they say, made the leap. Um, <laughs> last year, she was averaging 6.6 minutes a game. Um, the year before, she was averaging 4.3 minutes a game, and now she's a starter and averaging 18.5 minutes a game. Um, she's another player to watch. I don't have a ton to say about her right now, but obviously she's making an impact and doing her thing, and she's a player to keep your eyes open for. I don't know if – I wish I had more to add. Harley, do you have anything specific to say about her? Um, not at the moment, no. Yeah. I'll say she's already doubled her number of rebounds from last year, so. There you go. Yeah. We're we're making big strides here. And that's another thing that KBA was saying in um one of the interviews I listened to is that rebounds are like they're one of the things that they practice every single day. They do rebounding drills. That's something where they're like really focusing their energy especially with the loss of a big rebounder like Nas Hillman um rebounding is like one of their points of focus oh good because there was kind of like one of the things that like shot themselves in the foot yesterday but that's for a different podcast because I think we also have some other good options I'll just go ahead and put the one that I added in um and the last couple of games that I've been watching, uh, one of the players that comes off the bench, um, another one of those like emotional leader types, um, gets in, works really hard um, for like the minutes that she's like out on the floor, uh, and that's in here. A sophomore guard, Jordan Hobbs. Um, I really like her energy. She provides like a spark to the team when she's like out on the floor, and then you know. On both ends of the floor, honestly, like defensively, like she's able to like draw, draw the charge, or like you know, on the offensive side, shoot three really well, drive, and um, I think when she comes in, she in Michigan maybe like lagging a little bit. She's able to like kind of like re-energize both like the crowd at Chrysler and her team, and I've been really impressed with her game and just that like contribution that. Um, she has because you know you can totally tell when things kind of like sag a little bit and you know need some like someone fresh you know and she comes in and goes to work immediately so she's awesome keep an eye out for her um one more player off the bench that I wanted to mention before we go into our diaper dandies is Greta Camp Schroeder, Camp Schroeder, I wish I knew how to pronounce that correctly. Um, she's a sophomore transfer from Oregon State, and she's another player who's really stepped up and had a huge impact off the bench. So another another player to watch out for. And then finally, to close out our list of players to choose from to be your favorite player or like the one you're going to bet on or support, um, the Diaper <laughs> Dandies, the three freshmen, Alyssa, Kate, and Kyra. It's Alyssa Crockett, Kate Kate Clark, that's kind of a tongue twister, Kate Clark, and Kyra Evans. Um, I thought it was really cute that Kim barnes Rico said that her, like, actual babies, like, her children, come to practice and that they love the babies, like, the freshmen. The freshmen are their favorite players. Um, we always so love the cute. babies <laughs> of every team, and that's, like, really cute to hear that they, like, after, like, when they're driving home, they're like, they're so good. That's, isn't that the cutest thing you've ever heard? That's so cute. <laughs> I love that. Um... So the three of them are all future shining stars. Um, Kim specifically highlighted Kyra as like a young Emily Kaiser. 
Also, Kaya's from Australia, which is just fun. Don't don't try and mimic the accent. You're from Boston now. No, I really Australian accents. (laughs) Can I just try to say the word Australia with an Australian accent? Okay, I'll allow it. Australia. Oh Oh boy, (laughs) that sounds like straight out of H (laughs) two O. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I like <laughs> Who actually. Else I feel like an Australian accent, and a I I'm like really bad at deciphering accents, but I feel like an Australian accent and a Boston accent mm-hmm. are kind of similar. And I heard that the reason a Boston accent is the way it is is because it's how like the old English people spoke back when they came to like New England for the first time, and then they kept that accent here, and then in actual England it like evolved. And then I feel like Australia is like in my brain it's like a like a little stepping stone from England. Awesome. <laughs> anyway. Boston tea party, sure. Um, Kyra Evans <laughs> is from Australia. And also I like cannot tell the difference between a, a British accent and an Australian accent to save my life. Um Mm, you'll have to work on that i'll have to work on that i'll have to study i guess i have a lot of studying to do between learning how to do a jersey accent and an australian accent by watching and a boston accent no i'm pretty good at a boston accent what about the midwestern accent oh i'm so good at a midwestern like a midwestern (laughs) mom accent do you want to hear it um a little bit okay give me like a sentence to say that sounds like something like a nice midwestern mom would say like when she's like offering you cookies or something isn't that just the prompt? No, like tell me what to. Say. Okay, I'll say it. But I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know what, what a midwestern mom wants to say when she's offering you cookies. Okay, well, a midwestern mom would be like, "Hi, Hannah, honey, how are you?" Like that. Yeah, the A's are yeah. really, really no- noticeable. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I <laughs> like had a, a script to read, but I'm not creative enough to like give a whole. And then midwestern- you add an S to everything. Oh, yeah. Hi, Hannah, honey. Can I drive you to Kroger's today? They have a really good sale. You... Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I can buy you some milk and eggs. Oh, no. Eggs. <laughs> no. Okay, you want to know a weird Michigan accent thing eggs. that I like confirmed is like a real thing? So yeah. my grandparents live in Port Huron, like Okay. Huron, like Lake Huron, Port Huron, but everyone there pronounces it Port Urine, and it's like just their accent. Like when I was a kid, I was like, "Why do my grandparents say Port Urine?" <laughs> I thought they were just oh. being weird, but then Iz no, is from there, weird. and she's like, "No, and that's how they pronounce it." They like pronounce can it confirm Port Urine. Is that how? It... No, does Iz pronounce it like that? Um, I don't know because I just or, asked her over. Or is text. it just old people? I feel like it's just old people. Okay, cool. Like how old people say vegan instead of vegan. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> okay. Kaya is from Australia. She reminds KBA the young Emily Kaiser. Um, Alyssa Crockett has appeared in almost every single game off the bench. She's super versatile, has a lot of different skills, a lot of different ways that she could be used on the team. Um, Kate Clark, future star also. Um, Kim says that Kate... Clark and Layla Filia are there at 7 a.m. every single day before the coaches even get there practicing, um, which is like every coach's dream and every fan's dream and every podcaster's dream. 
So we love the babies. We do. The diaper dandiest of them all. The dandiest diapers you ever did see. So true. Alright. And next up, to get all the info, or maybe a lot of them probably took like a break from social media because you know you gotta fo- focus on your game, you gotta focus on going to Economic Anthro, Stats 250, <laughs> maybe Com 101, and like, what's another rando class that you were in? Wait, are you listing the classes that I was in or the classes you were in? I mean, Stats 250 is like a gimme. I took a comm class, okay, cause and I then didn't you did the economic anthro, so like, what's the other one? It's like super popular. Uh, English. <laughs> English 125. Oh, so true. Engineering 100. Well, neither of us took that, but I'm it was sorry. popular in the crowds that I, <laughs> the circles uh, I ran in. Oh, okay, so maybe I shouldn't ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I did live in Bursley, let's not forget. Wait, you lived in Bates. Did you not run in engineering 100 circles? I was more the... No. Oh. My roommate was a theater major. So, you know, oh. you had one or the other, like, living on North Campus, you know? Do theater majors take, like, Theater 100? That's a good question. I never confirmed that. Who was your roommate? I've never heard of this person. A twin to whom? Her twin. Oh. I mean, I guess I obviously that. yeah <laughs> okay anyway so like they're the where where were we going with this they they're going to class yeah so between like being busy with classes and being busy being in season social media might be a little like dry but you know still feel free to check them out they got some like crazy fits just because you know it's about there's still like a really cool like basketball team and like you know men's and women's the fashion is just something that you can always just be appreciative of and you know if I had to like put the two and two together I would say like the drip is so much more on like the women's side but then again I probably have to like do a more like deep dive into the men's team to be able to like fully say that completely but if we put the two of them together I think they could like just wipe the floor the men's team i mean the picture of emily kaiser dressed as shrek will go down in history (laughs) yeah literally that alone like we did an entire episode breaking down the 2018 men's team what they wore to their banquet Mm -hmm. but they that can go in the trash now that we've seen emily kaiser in a shrek outfit this is so true happy (laughs) halloween (laughs) what is our next step to becoming a um fan now that we've done our first two steps, which is fall in love with KBA, pick your favorite fall player. Fall in love with the team, and then pick your favorite player. And then you follow them, all of them, on Instagram, Twitter, or wherever they're at. Maybe somebody has a TikTok. I don't know who TikTok is on the women's team. Somebody might have one. Maybe they aren't I'm as sure they Adrian do. Nunez-y as Adrian Nunez. Um, they're all Gen Z. Oh gosh. TikTok is like their So they're probably all media. on there. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Okay, so follow them on there. Um Wait, can I say something? What? I'm sorry, I've been so off topic this episode. No, no, no. What's up? Um I was on Instagram reels because I del- oh boy. I deleted TikTok. <laughs> oh yeah, I deleted oh. like a year ago and then 
I like was so productive and like not wasting my time and then all of a sudden Instagram like redid its like setup so that I kept accidentally clicking on reels and then I got addicted to them all over again but I saw this video of this guy and he was like I took my girl to an NBA game and then Jordan Poole made eye contact with her and then drained mm-hmm. like five threes and like now I have to break up with her. it was like something like that and then I'm like then I looked and I was like, that's Adrian Nunez. And then I'm like, why are you acting like you and Jordan Poole don't know each other? What is going on here? Now that's elite content right there because <laughs> you'd be the only one in the know. Everybody else on TikTok wouldn't know that. That's so funny. Yeah. I, can you send that to me if you can find it? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's just like you go to his Instagram and then go to the Reels tab. It's so funny. But he's, like, acting like he's just some guy, which, like, I feel like on TikTok, he, like, I feel like at this point, he's much more of a TikTok star than he is a basketball player. No, literally. I don't think, does he play basketball anymore? I don't know. He does in his TikToks. He does little, like, tricks and little dances with the basketball. Yeah, but he was doing that, like, while he was, like, quote-unquote playing basketball for our team. Yeah, that's true. He's no longer wearing, like, Michigan gear while he does it. Mm, I see, I see, I see. Anywho, going anyway. back on track here. You know, you fell in love with our head coach. You fell in love with our team, and you picked a couple players that are your favorite, or maybe you already have a favorite. So then you followed every single one of them on social media, or your favorite. I don't, I'm not biased, and I don't judge. Uh, so the next thing that you're going to want to do is you're going to go on to, I don't know if it's like M tickets or whatever, but you're going to want to get your butt to sit in a seat at Chrysler, or if you're a student, you're going to want to get your butt into the stands of the Maze Rage, and you're going to want to cheer so loud for this team, because they are way more fun to watch, and way more worth your time, money, effort, energy, all of that in between. So if you're super excited from hearing all of these things, and you're like, oh no, Harley, you told me that the next two games are on the road, make sure you watch those on TV, always good for viewership, always engage with their content, please, and thank you. But if you want to see all the action live with your own eyes, ears, mouth, nose, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, you can go see Michigan play Illinois. That was our first game in February, and it's going to be a big game, like I said before. Illinois is one of those teams that is ranked currently. They are number 22. That will probably change in the coming weeks. I do believe they just lost to Indiana, Um, so we'll see where they are at um, next week. Uh, they're currently 16-4, and four, tied for fifth, it looks like, and going to be a big game, and you get the chance to go. Hopefully. If you're in the area. <laughs> we're not, so. We don't, yeah, we're not in the area, but we would like to go. So we will be supporting the way that we can, which is driving up the viewership numbers on BTN. Bring cardboard cutouts of us if you go. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Imagine, like, someone oh, does that. I'll Venmo you a dollar. <laughs> like, imagine you're watching TV and then you're like, that's me. <laughs> Stand. That'd, that'd be so fun. I guess we did have our chance for that during COVID when they literally had cardboard cutouts of Yeah, people. you were like, pay us $25. I'm surprised we, like, didn't consider doing that. The ones he did. Did he? Oh, yeah. It yeah. was, like, front and center, right? Yeah, because they would print out a piece of paper of a sign that he would make once a game mm-hmm. and they would tape it onto his cardboard <laughs> cutout. He's for sure a local celebrity. Yeah. 
and he would still they would still like pan over and like show his little signs and the broadcasters loved it because obviously there was no one there but they still had his signs <laughs> i was telling my aunt over winter break i was like talking about like you and the onesie guy and she's like his name mm-hmm. is the onesie guy and i was like yeah and she's like why yeah. i was like he like wears a onesie and she's like when <laughs> and then i like every basketball described game. like the circumstances in which she wears a onesie and she's like oh i know who that is and i was like yeah it's <laughs> like yeah. go for it um oh also i saw on twitter that there's like a new whiteboard person is that his rival mm-hmm. or is that like his um successor i'll have to get back to you on that i'm not entirely sure okay and when we first interviewed a- him we asked if his successor would be called the Tuesday guy so please follow up on that yeah <laughs> well he doesn't wear a onesie so maybe not <laughs> maybe i feel like a-, a successor would like have a onesie as well no maybe they'd have a Tuesday. so true <laughs> what does a Tuesday look like just like pants and a shirt <laughs> and cutoffs <laughs> oh, what is a shorts and a, lo- a t-shirt <laughs> a onesie but it's a t-shirt like a two-piece set or a diaper <laughs> why would there be a diaper it'd be like the child's onesie that's just like diaper shaped Or like a a, a choosy could be like a bodysuit with like a skirt. <laughs> so true. So many options to what a choosy could be. I do like the two piece suit though. Yeah. Oh, and then the three. We got the blazer and the pants. The next successor could wear like a isn't a three piece suit like a. It's like a thing. Yeah, it's like a thing. So the the successor the like a three piece suit if it's like the vest the jacket and the pants you're not including like your shirt as part of the three I guess not no I thought the three piece was the vest the jacket and the shirt yeah and then the pants no, were just what pants. about your pants oh okay wait no because I, I think the shirt the doesn't come with match. the suit the shirt is yeah, that yeah. you wear your own shirt and then you get the three piece suit. Okay, that's what I thought too. Because I thought about it, I was like, "Oh, okay. If I got the two-piece suit, I only have the blazer and the pants." So that's what the two wears—a blazer and pants. Okay. But is the shirt included? Maybe they can still wear a shirt, but like it's not part of the two-zy. It's like the maze raid shirt. Yeah, because I vividly remember walking down, like. What's that street called? Anyway, that doesn't matter. And, like, asking the onesie guy during our initial interview, like, something of, oh, how you t- he takes his outfit from day to night, like, if he's going to go to Rick's after the game, and he's like, I'm always wearing mm-hmm. jeans under it. And I'm like, that completely ruins how comfortable a onesie <laughs> is. If you're going to wear jeans under it. <laughs> completely defeats the purpose there. <laughs> Can confirm that still occurs. If he wears a onesie, like, around the house, does he wear jeans under it? Yes. Like, if he were to wear the onesie around the house, there would be jeans under it. Guaranteed. That's disturbing to me. (laughs) (laughs) You could not pay me enough money to wear jeans under a onesie. (laughs) Actually, I could pay you enough money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. True. (laughs) Our final step. 
<laughs> to become a fan of this program <laughs> is to subscribe to Views from Stadium Boulevard podcast because we will be talking about them ad nauseum. Um, I also suggest if you want to take an extra bonus step to give our podcast a little review and five star rating. Um, we haven't gotten one of those in a minute. I'm waiting on all of you. <laughs> so have at it. Yes. And as always, we will see you next week while we deep dive into our men's team, watch the games that are coming up this week for the women. That is Maryland Thursday, and I do believe Minnesota on Sunday. Tune into those. Like, rate, heart, subscribe to our podcast, because that is where you'll get all your information about the Michigan women's basketball team in your ears. You don't have to read anything. We're going to give it all to you here. And with that... Go blue. Go blue.